Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. All right. <clears throat> Are you ready to go there, Reg? Good for you. You look uh, in. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a little nasal. I'm still nasal. I don't know. This is either lingering flu or lingering COVID or or this is the new me. I don't know. <clears throat> but anyway, we will um, we will continue. All right. Put it in the books. Episode number 335. I'll give you the three S's and the countdown to give me the music. I'll give you a podcast. You ready to go? Very good. Levels look fine. So let's just do this thing. Here we go. Three, two. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Star, smile strong. And. Oh, oh, oh. What is you, you don't have the okay, wait, well then get them yeah, we'll get the music then. Hello. <laughs> All right, there you go. Ready? Here we go. Three, two, one. Hey, it's Elton Jim Toronto, and this is Captain Pod Tactics. Whoa! All right, what was that now? <laughs> First it was too slow, now it's okay, ready? Three, two, one. Hey, it's Elton Jim Toronto, and this is Captain Podtastic. And welcome to another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Every Monday, a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast. We are there. Where else would we be? But also, don't forget, listening is not your only responsibility, so get out there and tell your friends, tell your family. Tell anybody who listens to a podcast that your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic, and it should be theirs, too. That loyalty, that devotion, it warms the cockles of my heart. Also, if you like what you hear, don't forget, go to WGNRadio.com, go to the prompt for this for podcast, and go to the prompt for this podcast, and you will find... Huge, huge, huge stacks of podcasts. It's going to look like the ending of Raiders of the Lost Ark is filled with podcasts for you to explore, enjoy, binge on, you name it. Just keep scrolling down. Scroll down. You'll find more and more and more. It's always good to know where we've been so you know where we're going. done about 334 of these so right now where we're going is episode number 335 and i'm very happy for episode 335 to welcome back a regular contributor to the uh, program the podcast we haven't had her on in a while but uh it's always great to hear her voice and uh, share her insights, and today's topic is um, is one she was made for. When I think of this topic, I think of Emily Arminetti. Welcome back to the hey, Pop Jim. Culture Club. How you been? Yeah, good, thanks. How about very, you? Very well. I'm a little nasal. I was, yeah. Amy, uh, Emily and I were talking before we actually uh, turned on the microphones here, and um, so you've had covid you are no yes. longer impervious. 
No, I thought I was a super dodger, but <laughs> apparently no, not. no, I don't think anybody is. I don't think anybody <laughs> is. I, you can be as, and I know you, and you <laughs> are very, uh, you know, uh, what's the word? Disciplined risk or, or risk averse, whatever it is. Yeah. And so, yeah. and even, and I, and I knew when I asked you, I knew you're going to get, because even, it, so if you can get it, anyone can get it. Listen, it got in my house. It crawled under my door. <laughs> it crawled through the tiny little crack in the corner of my mask. It right. got me. It got, it got yeah. me. Now, I still deny that I had it. Right. I know. Even though it's there's no question. In fact, and so now I've had this lingering. I don't know. Um, I'm I'm, I'm yeah. afraid. I'm afraid to take the test. I, you, I, I believe that's called long COVID. I, think I know. I mean, is. I've been nasal. I mean, my and I've the last couple of podcasts I've been kind of struggling through. Not not as bad. I mean, I mean, I did I did record a podcast back in February, unknowingly when I had COVID, mm-hmm. and it sounds like I mean I couldn't even. <laughs> You know, I mean, I, and I was still like, "Well, oh, I don't know what happened to my voice." You know, yeah. Oh but, God, but yeah. Now what I'm could just, this possibly be? No, yeah, I don't. Yeah, is there anything going around? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. <laughs> but this is like what? What will it take to convince you that you have had COVID? A ventilator. <laughs> right. Apparently so. Jeez. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but this is. I've just. Uh, I've just had this. Um, Can I tell you something? Sinus. I... My sinuses are just. I'm every so I will blow my nose, and it's like I'm blasting right through the Kleenex. I'm using like I'm. Yeah, lo- yeah. I'm using double ply bounty now. Right. Well, I have to tell you, like, because I always listen every week. Oh, do you, you well, have well, been? Well, oh, of course I do. Oh, yeah, of course great. I do. I mean, unless I'm on, and then I don't, because I've already heard it. <laughs> But, um, but you know, I, you have been sounding kind of nasal. I have to tell you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. So maybe I've never recovered from it. I I mean, (laughs) well, I just did. Well, it's always, it's, it's really funny though. It's always when I get up, when I, after I do a play, I just, I don't know if maybe I just get run down. You know, you know, so you're making all these secures. Like, well, no, because it's always, you know, it's because I always get a I'm always sick and I never. Well, I, I, I say I never get sick and then it's ridiculous to say that now um, in my past. I never used to, <laughs> I used to I never used to get sick, but it seems that, you know, when you do these plays, you know, you're just you know, you're just so get immersed in this and the hours are long and it's. And it's every day, especially right leading up to the opening. And then you do the weekends and then, you know, and you're talking and you're, you know, you're just very active. And so when I'm done, I always seem to, to get like some kind of a cold or a, or a, or a, or a, um, you know, hoarse voice. So that's why, and it's always, or a novel virus. And uh, I mean, what could it? You know, let's see. If, hmm, every time I do a play, and I'm in a theater with you yeah, know, but this is before, but this, but this was before like, COVID, though. This was before okay. COVID. You know, this oh, okay, was okay. this was before Listen, COVID. You know what? You're an artist. Yeah, right. takes a lot out of you. Okay? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, your instrument. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like you know, it's so funny when when and, and everybody does this. So it's not it's not like um, you know unique to the shows that I've done. But but I always question this. This kind of format. I understand why you do it, but then it also. So there's a thing like the the week before you open is called mm-hmm. like Hell Week or Tech Week because of the fact 
that that's you know you've been rehearsing and most of the time you haven't been rehearsing with with the whole show together in terms of the lights and the sound and whatever and in even costumes that's always until the last week mm-hmm. and so this last week like say you open on a friday you know from that friday you will go 7 days in a row of like 6 to 7 hours of rehearsals and not you're not rehear- you're not like physically doing something for 6 or 7 hours but you're physically there yeah because okay we need this for that and put this on you know and go okay we're going to do this scene again and do the light you know and you're stopping and starting and so it's these long days and so i'm like you know what's ironic is that you're you're you you've been leading up to this opening night when you want to be right at your best right it's opening night right and then you've been going for seven days in a row and certainly the the adrenaline you know on opening night with an audience you know gives you an extra boost but it's like instead of resting so that your instrument as you correctly put it and everything else would be you'd be at you'll be at optimum level you've been going for a week straight yeah whereas you know usually yeah whereas usually you know the the rehearsals are uh depending on the show four times a week maybe sometimes five which is also kind of grueling but but it's not like seven or eight hours at a time and so um so i think that one you know it's like once you get through that that first kind of weekend it's like been you've been going for like 11 or 12 straight days so i would think that your body is at a you know at a point where your your you know defenses may be down and your um you know your immune system may be somewhat weakened or compromised and then it is easy uh, for you to catch some kind of a bug whether it's you know a famous one yeah or just a run-in-the-mill kind of or one. Just, yeah, you're just average run-in-the-mill. Yeah. You know what you need to do? I think Madonna <laughs> used to do this. She probably still does. You you need to get some B12 shots. That's oh. what you need when you're in the, yeah. In I the, never thought I know of when that. she was like touring. Who did that? Madonna. Oh, really? And I think she got, there was a Everybody talks about like, that. Like, oh, I, yeah. I, I feel so energized. I got a B12 shot. Right. B12 but who gives shots. you those? A, yeah. And, who, I mean, who, but, well, you know, where do like, I go who, for that? Oh, oh God. Now there's all, I mean, you could probably get one from your doctor if you really had a medical reason, but, uh, there's all kinds of these places now where you can go and well, get I mean, from like Dr. Know. Nick from Elvis's guy or what? No. Okay. There's a place <laughs> near us that just opened. Oh, I'll go to Austin you, for one then. Yeah. No, you have them in Chicago. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sure is my point where you, yeah, they're in the, to- yeah, they're in the back of a, uh, of an, of an, of a nail salon. No, no, these places are legit. I just walked by one the other day, and it yeah, was at the Hilton were... on the seventh floor by the yeah. by O'Hare. No, there were a bunch of people sitting in there. They had their ACL festival bands on, and they're sitting there hooked up to IVs. Really? Oh, how scary yes. is in between? They're taking the uh, the balloon uh, helium or the, uh, the the nitrous oxide. I, I mean, is, whatever they were doing, they were they were they were trying to counteract it yeah, with right. some good hydration. No, and they have like a sandwich board outside this place. It's right by my daughter's dance studio, so I walk by it all the time. It's new though. I just recently noticed it. And I'm like, hmm, maybe I need to check this and it place says, out. And it says B12. You can get you can get like B12 shots. You can get a you can just get like an IV drip where they put oh, di- different vitamins. Combinations in it. Okay, I I, I'm not going to some strip mall. Jim, you haven't been reading Goop lately. No, no, you're right. No, you're right. No, 
There's a whole wellness industry yeah, out there. Yeah, I'm sure there is. You know. Yeah, I'm sorry. But this is where there's crossover with kind of the, we'll say, the traditional medical community. Like, you, I mean, I'm sure they've got, they must have, they have to have someone on staff there who's licensed. If to I'm getting this, an right? IV, I want someone in scrubs, <laughs> yeah. not in yoga pants. Emergency room. Not in yoga pants. <laughs> With their well, with their listen. ear with their nostril pierced. Hey, if they have a licensed physician on staff there, I I could get on board with it. I think. When did the uh, when did the um, the nostril piercing comes back again? I'm nostril. seeing the nostril piercings. I'm seeing a lot of nostril piercings lately. Oh, I I don't from know. the from the Generation Z. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think if any young people I know. Oh my I don't gosh! Know that I was just at the about. airports, uh, several airports, and I saw a lot of nostril um, piercings with either the the little diamond stud in the nostril mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or the ring. Yeah, you know those um the little stud in the corner those those holes that they put there they, those never close up. Really. I have a couple of friends who have had them and they never truly close up. Wow. Yeah, no, but I, I just, I you mean, you can always see them a little tiny little. Mark. Yeah. But I'm just, I was surprised to see the nostrils, um, being pierced again. You know? Well, everything's coming back, Jim. Oh, the I 90s know. There's... are back. Mom jeans are back. Yes. Mom right. Mom jeans. Right. Isn't that hilarious? Back. I mean, I love how they're, I mean, three years ago, that was the scourge. And now everybody's wearing high-waisted jeans. Oh, they love it. Yeah. yeah. Now, the bad part is you can't see anybody's thong anymore. Oh. You know, <laughs> the, <laughs> well, the top of the I thong. Nobody needs to see that. <laughs> well, and, and I don't know if you meant that as a great segue, but we will use that as a perfect segue because everything that does come back sometimes does not. Mm come back maybe not yeah and what i'm talking about here is i don't know if anybody's been reading the um the newspapers lately certainly in the pop culture world but um but a couple of weeks ago two or three weeks ago a, a new movie was coming out called bros and it was really being hyped because it was being labeled as the real first made god listen to that <laughs> oh my god the mainstream um, gay love story of a of a rom com for gays unapologetically, no beating around the bush, no pun intended, just regular. Uh, it was this. It, it, it was a you know a Rupert Everett and and Julia Roberts film. Only it's two guys now, mm-hmm. and uh, the the trailers and the um, you know the hype. The movie posters had two guys holding each other's butts. Uh, the trailers showed, you know, guys kissing and everything, and there was no, there was no doubt about it. You know, in 2022, it seemed like, and this was a major release. I believe it was Warner Brothers, so it wasn't like some independent film. This was getting all the, the requisite kind of promotion and hype um it it was a big hit at the toronto film festival which is a a huge harbinger for films and and big hit films if they do well and um the expectations i mean today's world is different uh certainly in in expectations for box office because people still aren't going back in the in the numbers that they that they regularly were before covid certainly they are for some films 
if you've got Tom Cruise or or if it's a Marvel, yeah, Marvel or DC or uh, you know you know uh, Top Gun, then those those are the only films that are really still making those seven eight hundred billion or million dollar um, things. Um, but other films are struggling, and one of the the casualties, surprisingly, even before COVID, but certainly now during COVID, is one of the which one of the most popular film genres of the last 25 years or so and when i think of this genre i think of emily armanetti that's it (laughs) i mean and so that's why i had to talk to you but the good old rom-com the romantic comedy the the genre that made um you know julia roberts a, a household name and um you know bridget jones and you name it uh you know, I mean, it started really. I mean, what what would you say? And I want to talk about Bros, but 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 also, I think there's, there's kind of a, two things going on here because Bros. To my point, it 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 was expected to make maybe ten million dollars at its opening, which is not which would be nothing five years ago. Right. But in today's world, ten million dollars for an opening would be pretty good. It yeah. made like half of that, if that. Right. And it was really considered a flop, and. And the the writer and the the star of the film, uh, Billy Eichner, uh, was not very happy, and he really made some um, you know some very angry remarks about everybody and everybody who didn't come to see this film. And I want to talk about that whole um, part of it too. But as we just talk about rom coms in general, when what when would you say was like? Because I've been looking in, in in doing a little research for this. Um, but I would say the rom-com <clears throat> basically started in the in the mid '80s, wouldn't you say? I mean, as a as a pure genre. I mean, probably, but I feel like it would when rom-coms really. I'm not going to say this was the very first rom-com because it wasn't, but when it really took hold and launched as a genre, it has to be when Harry met Sally. Yeah, that's and, and that and that actually on many of the lists that was the that was the number one movie. Right. The number and, one rom com, and, and that was nineteen eighty nine. Nineteen eighty, right? So it's a little later than, you know, when maybe they first started coming out. But I mean, I think that's what really m- launched this as a genre, and then, you know, and then everyone was was trying to make the next one, Harry Met Sally, and people wanted, people were like hungry for, you know, whatever was the next thing, right? Well, and was it what I found interesting? I was looking at some lists online, and I never would have. I mean, it makes sense when I think of rom coms. To your point, I do think of the late eighties and beyond. Yes, for but sure. but there have been romantic comedies. It's just in terms of a genre where it became like a patented type of thing. But you know, there there were there there were quite a few. Uh, you know, in the forties and fifties, they they and they mentioned many like. Um, you know his girl Friday with Cary Grant and Rosalind Russell, and uh, and and things with uh, with Spencer Tracy and uh, and Catherine Hepburn. Right. Yeah, so there yeah. always have been romantic comedies, but but so that's I mean this is not and and even going back to one of the earliest films with Clark Gable, uh, it happened one night. So there's always been romantic comedies, but in terms of them, if it being this this major where every week. For several years, there was a romantic comedy, you know, coming out. And they mostly, especially in the, in the 90s and in the early 2000s, they were all, not all, but 
many of them were just uh, runaway hits, like Runaway Bride. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and, I mean, uh, Runaway Bride, yeah. I mean, talk about Julia Roberts' entire career was built on... Pretty much, right? Romantic I mean, comedies. I mean, for the, for the beginning, I mean, Pretty Woman is really at the end of the day a romantic comedy i mean right, I know it's exactly sort of and that was and that was mid show. to late 80s too right that was about 88 87 uh, 88 the, yeah i would say late 80s was possibly even 1990 i want to say i don't know yeah, i was maybe. in high school i think when that came yeah out. but that, yeah so i mean but yeah i mean think about uh you know like i said uh, runaway bride my best friend's wedding uh pretty woman notting hill and you actually have a your 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 marriage is a rom com. Listen, this is why I think I can't figure out if you associate me with rom coms because it's a genre I love, or if it's because you knew me in my twenties, in my dating, you know, when right. I right. Oh, I went through all your boyfriends. And, and, and oh, my whole believe life me, was a, was a romantic comedy. <laughs> oh, believe me. Oh my God, I remember some of those. Oh yeah. So, I <laughs> but mean, you, but my point were, is, you met your you were, husband you in Notting Hill. I did. I met my husband <laughs> when we were both living in Notting Hill. Isn't that yeah. crazy? In England? How? So I mean, you you. It's basically a romantic comedy. Yes, and I have to say, my my husband lived on like the. It is like the most picturesque Notting Hill. It is probably in the movie. Actually, I haven't gone. I haven't watched that movie in a really long time, but. I mean, that last time I, I watched it, I had already lived in London and I recognized a lot of spots. But I mean, he literally lived on the most picturesque Notting Hill Street. Right. How funny. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I remember because yeah, no. one time my wife and I, we actually we had lunch or dinner with with well, yeah. you guys weren't mm-hmm. married at the time. No. But we were we were visiting London and we uh, and I, 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 I don't even know. Did, were we in Notting Hill? We actually may have been. I don't remember where I don't remember I mean, it was where so we ate. Yeah, now. that was. Yeah, I mean, that had to be twenty five years ago. Yeah, it had to be. When? Well, when did you meet your husband? Um, in two thousand three. Okay, spring well, of two thousand three. Right, so that's almost twenty years ago. So, yeah. So yeah. It, yeah. My gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, but um, yeah, and so yeah, back then my life was a romantic, <laughs> <laughs> and it really was not so much anymore. These days, I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> I'll have to get back to you. On it's not that. a combo. It's not. I mean, it's you know, you've been married for Ooh. you know how many years now? Is what? How many long? How many years you've been married? Oh, um, f- fourteen years. Okay. Well, the, the the romantic is gone, but even the comedy is gone too. <laughs> well, it depends on the day. I don't know, but I, I, I will say this. Is it a romantic we, tragedy now or what? Oh yeah, we don't know yet. We'll see. <laughs> we'll throw a couple kids into the mix and it totally, totally changes the whole, the whole genre altogether. Exactly. But, yeah, uh, no, anyway, nobody has kids in those romantic comedies. I know, right? Um, and then, and recently I was actually watching, something popped up. I don't know, we were just home on like a Friday night and I, we you know, it, like, you know, when you on the streaming services, it, it'll just pop up like a movie will pop up. And that movie Contagion popped up. Oh, right. And that movie is like over 10 years old. But I thought, ooh, interesting. I'm just going to turn this on because I haven't seen it since it came out just to see just right. to see what it's like through the lens that we're now. Oh, right. Stuff like that. Yeah. And I had to shut it off. I was like, too soon. Too soon. Oh, really? Like, because it's eerie. Yeah. The stuff that they talk about oh, yeah. in that I, movie and that they go through in that movie that like we can now all relate to in a way that we wish we couldn't you yeah, know no there's there's um, been a few movies and and things that I've that there've been references to like viruses 
Yeah. So and now you're just it's like, like oh my it's God. like I used to be like, you know, the uh, how to lose a guy in 10 days like <laughs> girl. But now I'm like Dustin Hoffman no, in the hazmat You have this giant bubble on your head. Yeah. So, so I don't even know anymore what the genre is. But, you know, we'll see where it, we'll see where life takes us. Well, it is interesting. I mean, I, and, and that's a good point. Um, you know, when you think about, um, you know, like I said, for the last, even though COVID has, um, you know, has, has affected everything in our society, and certainly, um, you know, for a good portion of a year or so, uh, you know, movie theaters in general were just closed. Yeah. Um, and but it has been it's, it's, it's interesting when you say that and when you think about that is that when you look at the rom-com, which, you know, is for the most, you know, romantic comedy, which is basically, you know, it's very the formula is 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 just is is never wavers. It's the same formula. Right. You know, boy sort of meets girl. They don't like each other. They're thrown together. Hijinks ensue. Hijinks ensue. Uh, you know, little, you know, there's got to be the comedy and the rom-com. And, of right. course, uh, you know, at the last, you know, and then the, the montage. And then someone's at an airport. Someone's in a car. Someone's getting <laughs> on a plane. Someone's getting on a boat. And then the other person's either running toward it. Or they're already on it by mistake, or you know. So it, it, yeah, you know the formula. Oh, of course. And honestly, there's nothing I love more than a good montage. <laughs> a good what? Just the montage. Oh right. Oh the montage. Just the music. Oh yeah. You know, there's always I a, love it. A great pop song. A great uh, yep. you know, like heart tugging. You know, ballad, power ballad. Um, yep. You know, by by uh, by what's the what's the uh, What's the Elizabeth Warren? No, no, she's no Elizabeth Warren runs for president. <laughs> what? <laughs> Could you imagine if if Elizabeth Warren was writing stories? Or songs? See, now we know what really killed the wrong. <laughs> yeah, when they got Elizabeth Warren, she's such a she's such, she's such a wet blanket. They brought her in. Yeah, she's always come, yeah, the, all her love songs were like corporations are too big. They're putting down the little man. They need to pay more taxes. Yeah, and it's just like it put a damper on the whole thing. What, who's the who's the who's the who's the the composer? Diane Warren. Diane Warren. Warren. <laughs> Could yes. you imagine Elizabeth Warren in a in a romantic comedy? I haven't, but you haven't. I haven't heard from Diane Warren lately. So I, I, what? I think she even she's I think still she's doing won, stuff like an Oscar even in recent. Oh, years. did she? Okay. Well, who I even watches so. the Oscars anymore? My God, you can't. Well, be, yeah. it's, it's either punches another or, another dying genre. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they either announce the wrong winners or there's fights now. I don't know what's going on over there. But anyway, yeah. so you had this, and but. You know, my point is, is that I wonder if they have lost some of their popularity and flavor just because they were in their heyday was in really in the mid to late 90s. And that's when, you know, everything was great. Not, I mean, you know, not everything was great. I mean, the, the world has never been great, but. You know, we had a good economy, and you know there was there was a lot of optimism. You know, the, the tech yeah, boom right. was happening. I, we were going through a through a, a phase there where there was there was a lot of optimism, and, and our economy was going well, and and the culture was was going. You know, and, and and so there was just a lot of optimism, at least in the United States. And so maybe you know, and those films were corny, 
and and silly and mindless. And feel, but they were feel good. Right. Well, that's what I mean. But they, yeah. they fit perfectly into the way the culture was feeling. Yeah. And now I wonder if there's, because there's just so much kind of tumultuous and change and division that we look at this and it's like, you know, we always knew a rom-com wasn't real. Yeah. But there was a little, because there was an optimism in the country or the world at that time, even though it was a little far-fetched, there was, you, you almost, and you, and you tell me, since you were right in that sweet spot in your age, oh, I mean, yeah. it was almost like, but wouldn't it be cool? You know, it wasn't like, why, why did you watch a rom-com? I mean, just for so many, there's so many, it's like eye candy, you know, there's always like, <laughs> there's, you know, you got, like I said, you've got the musical montage, you've got the, there's usually like, I guess back in the 90s, like some of them started to focus on, you know, there's like some good fashion. It's obviously you're, there's always going to be like two very good looking like leads, right? Um and there's just so much about it, but then there's also like a, there is that feel good element. There's that satisfaction that like, you know, every, the odds are stacked against these people. And in the end, they're, well, it was like it. a fairy tale. They were like fairy. Oh, they were like yeah, modern, like a modern day, day fairy, fairy tale. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. But yeah. my point is, so as a young woman in that time was, even though you, I mean, and, and you've got a, a fairly critical eye, so I'm, you can see through, you know, you know that you're being sure. manipulated. But at the same time, as did it also hit when you watched you know one of these movies? Go well, wouldn't that be great if? What do you mean, like if for if you that happened for, to me? Yeah, yeah. Like, was there a, was did, did you ever watch a rom com and go, oh, wouldn't that be neat if that sort of happened to me? Could, Jim, I just told you my whole life was around. You were there. You <laughs> yeah, no, but I'm just saying. So that was so that. But my um, point is that was you know the idea that yeah the idea that you know kind of uh, out of the blue and sometimes maybe in like unique circumstances you would just suddenly meet like the person of your dreams or something like that. I mean, yeah, I'm sure there's yeah. an element of that. I don't think it's something I have that would have consciously like you know been at the top of my mind. But... No, no, but I'm just saying that this. But 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 and but I'm saying that in that in that era you know there was an optimism and today i'm just wondering because things are so just out of out of sorts you know we're just we're all yeah we're everything crabby. is so insta- there's just an instability in in everything yeah. and um and so when you see this i if you see a rom-com in its in its purest form in all its manipulative and cornball corny kind of stuff it doesn't see it's it, it it I'm just wondering in, in given where we're at now and that genre it seems preposterous whereas in the 90s it may it you know it may have been just as preposterous but not with not with not out of reach okay but jim think about it like this the whole world has changed, not just in, you know, politically or like culture wise or whatever, like even just in general in dating, like you're, so right. you're, yeah, you've, you've identified something which is totally true, which I had never really thought about. Like it during the rise of that, the romantic comedy genre, you know, there's a whole generation like my generation who were firmly in that, 
you know, we were dating, we were, uh, we were on our own. We were outside. We, you know, we were, we'd moved on from our parents' homes. Right, we were, like, right, building right. careers. And a right. lot of this stuff is all intertwined. And that's, this, a lot of this stuff is what you see in these movies. But if you think about it now, like back then, where would I meet a guy? I mean, I could meet a guy through friends. I could meet a guy at work. I could meet a guy at a bar. You know, I could, there were so many, like, real life scenarios that could play out on how are you going to make a rom-com that young people today can relate to like what is it going to be two people texting each other for weeks and weeks (laughs) until they finally either decide to meet or not like from what i understand and i i often i'm so grateful that i was dating during a time when dating was like functional right because now people just meet on apps and then from what i understand from what I've read and I hear people talk on podcasts and stuff about it, then there becomes this game of they don't even actually necessarily ever make plans to meet up in person. Now, you and I would think find that really bizarre right? because we dated during a time where you met someone, you liked them. Right. You went out. You know, you went out on a date, then you went on another date. And right. I, now the people play this weird game where they sort of like message each other until they lose interest or they finally decide to meet up, but it's a whole new world. And it's not anything that, first of all, it's something that you couldn't even imagine as a storyteller. How do you even show that playing out on the screen in a realistic way that young people can relate to now, you know, think about, but the, but, but at the same time, and you, I think you're exactly correct, but think about, uh, you've got mail or sleepless in Seattle. Which were rom Oh, right, where they're either email. Yeah, I guess that's that's true, but... I mean, it's not... I mean, and, but they're not to the extent there is today. But it's, again, again, the dating culture now is different. People almost seem like a, like they don't want to really meet up in person, you know? Yeah, right. Well, isn't, well, I, I mean, mean now, and I don't know. Weird. I mean, I've been married for so long. In fact, my anniversary is this week. Um, But... Uh, but I mean, is it is it pretty much that's how people meet now? Well, from what I understand, I mean, again, like I, I mean, if you're in your twenties, you know, you're on an app. Yes, I don't think people ever meet in real life places anymore. Isn't that? I don't crazy? even think they contemplate. I don't even think they contemplate wow. that. Well, because you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, now think of, but think of your, think of your dating um, history. Which is at which is on you know the stalls of most bathrooms. Oh <laughs> no! It was too I, good. I, it I was too good to pass up. No, no, I no, 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 no. That was just. No, I'm just joking. But um, no, but think of your dating history in terms. Of, I mean, you know, you could look at it one way and say, "My gosh, look at how impersonal this is," and look at how. But on the other side of the coin is, I mean, think about when you were at a bar. Think about all the times. A guy came up to you and you rolled your eyes. Oh yeah, that happened a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you roll no, your really eyes did. and everything. But I, um, know, I did roll my eyes. I'm known for rolling. My oh eyes. my god! <laughs> I think of you for rom coms and eye rolls. I know. I know. <laughs> but no, but um, so think about those situations yeah. that you were in, and the guy comes up, and you're oh my god, and you're doing the this fake talk, and you're hoping he leaves, and you're trying to, you know, you have your arms crossed, and you're giving every body language signal, right? And you oh, I have to go to the bathroom while my friend is calling me, right? Um, well, call, my friend is calling me. We didn't have cell phones when I was like, <laughs> oh, that's I didn't right. Have a cell phone yeah, until, true. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. How really did you make your getaway? 
Oh, God, I don't remember. Actually, I had a friend who was very, she would always do this and it sometimes it would annoy me, but she would like see someone hitting on me in a bar and she'd come grab my hand and say, don't talk to him. You don't know him and drag me away. Even if I liked, I'd be like, I kind of liked him. But that's just what she was like. Cause she was like the group. She was like the protector. Of right. The group, right. You know? But, yeah. um, and she was also the one of, she still is one of the most blunt people I know. So, um, and but, you have to look at, that's what you do. You had girlfriends that you all looked out for each other, you know? So my point is, so the apps completely eliminate that that hitting you know because now you're able to just look at these people and read about them but and, and let's be honest I and mean, even when you went to a bar you went to somewhere else it was your immediate physical uh you know uh, attraction right. that at least started you on down the road right. so so right. here you are with you know you're just you know just you know swiping right or is it right. left is it right or left i don't even what, know. i don't know <laughs> that's how old i am i don't even know which way to swipe Right, but uh, but you know, and and so you just you so you're already um, you know go you're you're eliminating that 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 drudgery if you would if you will to say oh my god and you know that was one of the reasons why I'm sure maybe you you know you got tired of the dating scene like oh I don't want to go again and and go through that you know that kind of um, you know parsing of people in public right whereas here you do it in the privacy of your own home. You're swiping, 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 and if and, and you know it, today's Tuesday, and I swiped for 25 minutes, and if anything, I'll just swipe tomorrow. Well, I also think too, like there's like two sides to it. I mean, one side is like people are posting pictures of themselves, right? So you're making a decision about, oh, do I want to like message this person based on like I don't know a couple of photos that they put up? Listen. They could be putting photos that make them look like. Oh, of course. Know, oh, and you know, uh, I mean, what are you going to put up a bad thing, photo? In, yeah. In a real, right, exactly. So there's that, but then the flip side of it is that I, I think attraction has to do with so much more than looks. Like you can't really. It a lot of it has to do with just actual chemistry, pheromones, things that cannot be communicated through an app right yeah detected through an app or through photos you know so i feel like young people are missing out on a lot because if they rely mostly on apps these days to like kind of figure out who they're going to date and who they're not you know whatever you're just like eliminating a bunch of people that if you were to just bump into them in a bar and start talking to them, you actually might be wildly attracted to them. Right. And it might not necessarily be yeah. based on like yeah. exactly what their facial structure is. But, you know, I mean, it's just an interesting thing. I think it's just it makes me wonder how it's changed so many people's fates in a, in a sense, you know. Well, but again, it, it, like I said, like this is a generation that's like they're they they're It's a whole new world is that you and I could never even get our our heads around necessarily. And we don't, you know, I mean, it's like, I don't know. And I don't know what happens to, um, like I have, I have friends who were married and then divorced and then did kind of do the dating app thing in the earlier days of date, like match.com, you know, not like now we have a whole bunch of (laughs) harmony. Yeah. I mean, Bumble and like all, you know what? I don't even know any Tinder and and there's sure, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of them out there and they all have like a different, you know, angle on stuff like, like Bumble, for example, I know I think is for like men and women are on it, but I don't know if the, I think it's like men 
can't reach out to the women, but women are the ones who you just like decide who they oh. want to date, something like that, or at least that initially was their, I think their initial like value proposition. But you know, they all have something that is their thing that differentiates right. yeah, them yeah. from the other. But the bottom line is, it's still it's a totally different world, and and you also have to wonder about people who are older who have been in relationships or have been married who have to get back into the dating and that's world. how it's done now right and like how yeah. do you oh god yeah. it's a whole minefield so yeah. i mean it, it's just something that i think it's it's hard it's hard to relate to in a way from a storytelling perspective and then i also think it might be hard for this younger generation of people to relate to these more traditional Relationship, meet, meet, yeah. you love story, type, right? Yeah, because you, know. you think about it. There's very few, you know, love story, you know, movies. I mean, it, you know, it's it just it. You just don't see that, and if and you certainly, and if you do, they're on streaming services now. They are not at theaters because well, that's maybe the other thing. Yeah, you know, so that's changed everything too. But um, and so that's my point is that when you look at the. You know, th- this when this um, this bros film came out, <clears throat> uh, you know, first of all, uh, I understand the, you know, the cultural uh, aspect of it. Uh, there's no doubt in the last 15 or 20 years that, uh, you know, the, 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 the gay lifestyle, the acceptance, uh, gay marriage, uh, you know, first civil partnerships, now gay marriage. So there's no question in the last, fi- last 15 to 20 years. Um, you know, the, the entire gay lifestyle has gotten more acceptable uh, in general, and we have gay marriage, and that's a, that was a huge leap. I mean, you know, 50 years ago, you'd be thrown in jail, <laughs> you know, well, you know, I mean, you know, for, for, for even kissing, uh, you know, someone of the same sex. And now we're, we've, we're allowing them to get married. So there's no question that the, that the gay agenda or the gay lifestyle, you want to call it, has, has, has moved forward and progressed. However... And so maybe it, it was like, okay, well, now is the time, right, you know, for to take that next leap. And what's interesting— Well, I mean, I would almost argue that it was long overdue. Oh, there's no for, questions it was long overdue. I mean, it's been long yeah, overdue yeah. for 50 years. I'm just saying is that yeah. in the last 20 years, we've seen that progress that has been overdue. I mean, going back to Stonewall and before—well, going back to Aristotle. I mean, we can go back, you know, as far as you want. There's no question it's overdue. But So now it's, it's, it's arrived— People in the gay community obviously want it to keep moving forward at a at a fast clip, and you cannot you cannot um, you know you can't argue with that. You know, I'm I, what am I waiting for? You know, I want equality yeah. in every. So I have there's no um, you know there's no qualms about that. I have no problems with that. But but what's interesting is I think that this Bros film, which was you know like I said unapologetically. Uh, you know, gay in every aspect. It was promoted that way. It was written that way. It was acted that way. Apparently, everybody in the film, even with the crew, were all LGBTQ you know, BTQ, uh, mm-hmm. for the most part. Mm-hmm. So this was a fully embraced, um, you know, film. As I said before, by a major uh, Hollywood studio, not uh, you know, an independent film. But I also think that in 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 this divisive time, we all are, are we are now seeing that as much as we have progressed, there are, might be certain aspects or certain pockets of the country that are very progressive and very um, understanding and tolerant, but 
we as a as a as a country as a whole we might not be as far along as we think or it may seem at times so if you live in california you think the whole well yeah look at i mean every you know it's completely embraced but when you look at it as a whole i mean you know, Billy Eichner came out, uh, you know, like I said, he wrote this and starred in it. And, you know, he said, uh, you know, straight people did not come out and support this. He was very upset. Right. He, yes, he did straight say Straight yeah. people did not come out. And then, and then he went another, then, then another couple of days came back. Well, I didn't make this movie for homophobes anyway. Then he was getting angry. And I just think that, you know, he's coming from a perspective, which once again, I don't, I have no, I, I, I am, I, I am not criticizing him from, but I just wonder in today's world, there's some people that, that may accept gay marriage and in their minds, they are being very progressive, but they're not right. ready to go full tilt. And, and, and there's some people that are ready to go full tilt tilt. And, and once again, there's, a, there's a, there's, there's a good portion of the, um, of the population that says, hey, look, I've already made a huge leap here, you know, yeah. to accept the gay marriage. And now you're, ex- and, and I'm having a little problems with it, but, but I'm, I'll accept it and I'm, and I'm still struggling with it. And now you want me to go another, and I'm not ready for that yet. Yeah, but it's really hard. I mean, the thing about it is that, and I get what Billy Eichner is saying because part of the marketing that he pushed that he's been working on for this movie is, Bring your straight friends, right? You know, which is which is great, and that makes a lot of sense. But the other thing that you just can't ignore, though, is that most movies don't do well at the box office these days, unless they have Tom Cruise or it's a Marvel film, right? Yeah. You know, so it's so hard to like. And I think his reaction was um, may, maybe a little strong because there was a high expectation for this film and then people for whatever reason seem to relish in writing about how it bombed at the box office, you know, and okay, maybe it didn't meet the financial expectations, but at the same time it's get, it's gotten really good reviews. Um, oh my gosh, I it's gotten great movie. reviews. It's got, it was great. You know, it's got a 90 ratings in, in Rotten yeah, Tomatoes. Yeah. It was, like and I said, I, it was the hit of the and Toronto I film see festival. It, and I want to see it, but like, I'm not going to go to the theater to see it only because I don't go to the theater to see anything anymore. Like, (laughs) and there are a lot of people out there who are just like me too, you know, like there's not there. I can't remember the last movie that would compelled me. Oh, scream. I, you know, we talked about this on a podcast a long time ago, but scream is a movie that, you know, this is a franchise that, I remember going to see the very first one, like the week it came out in the theater. And for the sake of nostalgia, you know, we, I went and I saw it, but you know, right now it's like for so many reasons, people aren't going to, to the, to the actual movie theaters to see stuff. And a part of that too, is a, a lot of this stuff we can just stream in our own living room and it feels just like, it's just a satisfying. And so it'll be interesting to see because now I think bros either has been or will shortly be released on like, is it Hulu or Netflix? I don't remember. I think it's Peacock. 
Oh, Peacock. That's right. Peacock. Yeah. So it will be interesting to see how it does. And I don't really know how any, uh, how the streaming services measure, but I'm, sh- I'm certain that they have a way of measuring who's watching, you know, how many people right. are watching what, but it'll be, so it'll be interesting to see how it does when it's streaming and people can access it that way. Cause there are, it, this is a confluence of things, you know, that I think is, has affected the, box office performance of this movie and, it will be and i think interest- that's one part of it that just can't be discounted even though i understand where billy eichner is coming from totally well i should i mean i i think uh i and and, and what will be interesting to see to your point about uh once again we're still you know people are still not going back to the theaters in droves like they used to and if they do it's yeah. for you know spider-man or top gun or uh you know doctor strange or whatever the the hell you know the latest goofy thing is um although apparently from what i'm seeing um the the Dwayne uh, the rock one is not getting very good reviews black adam so that's not going to help things mm-hmm. but um but anyway so you know so you got a film i mean you, you you can't see a drama at all at a theater i don't even know if they even put them in theaters anymore you know a, a drama and 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 is is hard is a hard sell so most of those are going right to streaming Right to your point, because people are just in home, and that's it, you know it's more gauged. Sadly, uh, at I mean I I don't know why a poignant drama cannot be um, you know enjoyed by somebody in their twenties or thirties, but apparently they can't be. I mean, well, there's also another element because here they're too, not see, they're that- not going to see it. Well, it, there's also another there's an attention span thing too, and and like uh, one of the more popular recent SNL sketches was the Pete Davidson, you know, Netflix rap thing, which is all about wanting a short movie. I mean, there's also that we have like a generation of people who they don't want to really get wrapped up into like a two hour thing. Yeah. You know, well, it's like, TikTok is 30 seconds. Some, <laughs> some people, when they're trying to decide what to watch on Netflix, will actually just pick whichever one is the short. Like, <laughs> so that just tells you something, you know, it's like, yeah. You know, there's just a whole lot of changing, you know, dynamics here. Like, and and how can you expect people to have? I don't have the attention span I used to anymore. And we can we can thank smartphones for that. I right. mean, even people in our generation, and we didn't grow up with this technology. No, so, no, but you have you to. Know. You, no, but you just have to. You just have to. Uh, you know, conform to it. Yeah, because that's where this. You know, the the society's and, going. And also, the reality is, some films just lend themselves more to theater we did not have the access like if we wanted to see a movie and we didn't want to wait forever for it to be on cable then you went we had to go to the theater and see it now everything is streaming so quickly after it gets released if it even gets released in theaters fine but you also it's like you know i do understand why people who like marvel films would prefer to see that on a big screen. Well, they're made the for it. Oh yeah. They're, oh, they're made. Yeah, they're made for. Yeah, it. I mean, those movies are made to see it. And 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 once again, a rom com or a drama, uh, you know, doesn't need um, you know five point one surround sound. Yeah. And it doesn't need an an eighty five foot screen. Um, you right. know, to 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 be enjoyed. Where those other films certainly do. Although at the same time, you have to laugh because you go on an airplane and people are watching you know Spider Man fifteen on their phone. <laughs> so well, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean so they're not getting the the experience there either but but you know what's interesting too is that when you go and now look at this 
many films we have seen in history, certainly in the last 40 or 50 years, were not hits at all at the theater. But to your point about cable, because at that point, cable was the other alternative access point for movies. Right. As opposed, in addition to broadcast television, but cable certainly, you know, without the commercials and everything, with your Showtimes and your Cinemaxes and things like that. Um, but now streaming, <clears throat> streaming has taken the place of cable in many respects. So it will be interesting. I mean, if you look at a film, what I'm getting a kick out of, and it drives me crazy sometimes, because I was I was there, you know, I sound like the angry old man again in my day. But yeah. but uh, if you see films, I mean, it's so funny. There are films that were complete flops at the theaters when they came out in the late in the mid to late eighties and early nineties, and now are considered great, iconic films like right. Goonies. Goonies flopped. Goonies was a huge flop at the box office to the point where people wondered if Steven Spielberg should make movies anymore. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's not an exaggeration. Um, a lot of these, like this, this movie, I don't know if you remember it, Weird Science, which was, oh, a, was a John I Hughes film. I remember Weird Science. Yeah, I love Weird Science. Okay, that thing, people, when that came out, people said, John Hughes is finished. Yeah. He is done. This is the worst movie ever, and his career is over. Now, Weird Science is this cult f- favorite. Everybody loves it. Love Actually was not a hit at the theaters. And now that's one of the all-time rom-coms. Right. Oh, God, people love that movie. I know. And so what I'm saying would be interesting here with bros that might go through that same kind, to your point about no one's going to theaters to begin with, and then there's this cultural question about the, the type of genre. It will be interesting, to your point, not only how does bros do in the next four months when it you know when it's, it's now going to be available on a streaming service or even on video on demand and people get it in the you know in the privacy or in the convenience of their own home, but how will it even rate twenty years from now? You know what I mean. Right. Because right, yes, I totally do. Twenty years from now, the the images and the perspective that it is portraying, I would assume, are going to be much more mainstream, right. much more acceptable in the next twenty years, and so that movie then will look be looked at as either a groundbreaking film and a classic because it speaks to this. And it won't be so strange. There were some, there were, when, when apparently, I, I never saw the trailer in the theaters, um, because I haven't, like you, I haven't been to a movie in, in, in many, in many years. Right. But, um, apparently, just the images that were in the trailer, which you can also watch online, but the images on the trailer were of men holding hands, kissing, playing frisbee, you know, the whole, the whole rom-com genre. Right. And there and but there were some movie theaters that um, said we will not play this uh, this this trailer. Well, that's ridiculous. Well, but I'm just saying. So this is my point about the acceptance. And and to your point, it's a really good point. You cannot undersell the um, the privacy aspect. There, you know, to your point about you know Billy Eichner said, "Bring your straight friends." Yeah. There may be some people 
even in today's world where every commercial is an intra, in, interracial couple and there's an acceptance and we see gay people, we see uh, you know RuPaul's drag race and we see men kissing and women kissing on television, on network television even. And so there's certainly a more tolerant um, you know, aspect going on, but there still may be some people either personally or even a little afraid in their community to be going in and being in public, seeing a movie like that. They may feel more comfortable for the, the peer pressure or the, the ostr- you know, being ostracized by the community. I don't know. They might say, you know what, I'm going to wait until it comes. I'd rather watch it at home than, than publicly. If you go to see bros at a theater, you are in some ways endorsing that film, right? Well, and, yeah, but And I that lifestyle. And there might be some people who live in certain pockets of the country, like I said before, that aren't ready to make that public step yet. Well, I think you're right. I think it does. it does really depend on where you live. What time? What type of community you live in? I think you and I have always lived in places that are. You know, we've lived in big cities. Right. They're more progressive, more liberal leaning. Um. So I think it definitely. You're right. There's there will be pockets in the country where that that is going to be a factor. I do think you're you're right too that. This movie, like many other really great films that flopped at the box office but then became classics, I think you're right. That very well could be in the future for this movie. And especially based on some of the reviews that I've read, that it actually is a really good movie. Well, I think, what, I think what has to happen, we were talking about how, you know, how the culture is in such you know, just flux right now. Mm-hmm. And and everything, I mean, I, like you were saying, the whole dating world is different, and and there's so many perspectives and aspects that play into that, and that's just one part of. But I think we we, we have to just we're in a point now that we are in such a, a, a an era of of transition that we have to just. It's not easy <clears throat> because you always you always depend on and rely on these these staples that you um you know judge things on um because they've always been but once again i think we have to rethink the whole box office uh tally oh completely you can't that that used i mean since the 80s since entertainment tonight started (laughs) and you can really pretty much trace entertainment tonight when it first started in the late 70s or early 80s even before mary hart yeah, I was going to say, now you're going way back. Yeah, oh yeah. It, it, but when that show started, and it was on every day, and everybody watched Entertainment, uh, you know, Entertainment Tonight, that's when, you know, they were, they were, they were just hard-pressed f- to fill a half hour, right? Yeah. With, with, with content. And so I believe that that's where this whole cultural thing of how much, nobody used to know how much a movie made. Like like a, like a, like a scorecard, but you know what? It was always the scorecard was always there in variety in the in the you know in the movie uh, you know trade press. And I believe that when Entertainment Tonight started to say, "Hey, how are we going to fill this half hour?" They're like, "Well, you know what? Uh, there's a weekly tally of of the films. We could talk about you know we could list that as a little bumper before we go to commercials." And that's where that started. 
And now it's a part of the news. I mean, you watch your regular news, and before they go to commercial, they say, oh, and here's the top five movies of the week. Right, yeah. You know, so so we got into this kind of scorecard of of movies because it was, at that time, even before cable, or the early days of cable, it was still a powerful medium. But as we've been saying, we are so fractured in our uh, platforms, and that's the word now, in our choices, that I don't know if it's fair anymore to judge a film, success or flop, by how much it makes at the box, we might have to that might that that whole that whole tally might just it, it may just be an anachronism. It, it, it's it's outdated. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, so I'm, I'm it's going to be interesting. I mean, I but I also do believe there is an aspect of this. I think if you live in a bubble sometimes, and you, or you just surround yourself with people that think and talk like you do, you get a a false sense of reality. And and uh, believe me, as I said, I am not. Uh, I uh, you know, hey, my my uh, my my nickname is Elton Jim, right? Okay, the most famous gay guy in the world is my right, idol, right? Yeah. So, so you have to know where I stand. Yeah. Um, but my point is, I but I also look at things from a realistic standpoint, and I do believe that you know, sh- yes, is the time right for this? It in in theory, it should be. But I just wonder if if you were a religious-based conservative person, and I and I look back at, at a great line. I don't know. Did you ever watch Modern Family? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. There was a great, great line that Jay, you know, the older father, you know, to the to the gay, uh, to, you know, to the gay guy with the red hair, you know, and, and, and yeah. Cam, Cam and Mitchell. Yeah, Cam and, they were, and Mitchell. Cam and Mitchell. And they were planning their wedding, you know. And they got into arguments, and and one Jay was like, you know, how much more do you want me to move here? I'm trying right. to understand this, but I, you know, I, you expect me to, you know, why can't you think? Why can't you think? Give me, you know, you're 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 forcing yours on me, but I can't force yours on mine on you, you know. And and he was trying to be very honest, like, hey, I've already moved so much. In my thinking, and right. you're asking me to move farther, and I'm not ready to move yet. <clears throat> and I just wonder, in terms of of the the entire acceptance of the of the, of the of the gay lifestyle in some people's minds, it still might be. Look, I now now what are you throwing at me? I'm not saying it's right, right. but that in the in the Modern Family example, Jay is. I mean, he is from a. A totally different generation than even ours. Oh, exactly. We're already, like now, on right? Touch. So, right. You know, yeah. But my point is that there still might be, you know, very conservative or religious-based people that are saying, "Look, you know, uh, the fact that I'm even tolerating this, you know, this gay, you know, I'm seeing guys, you know, you know, gays walking, you know, gays and women, you know, hand in hand on the street and kissing and watching it on television and 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 gay marriage, okay." Um, I, I understand, and, and I'm and I'm trying to, and I'm accepting it, but but you know now you're taking it into another aspect, and I'm not ready to go that far. As I said, if if you were in the homo- if you're a homosexual, you're like, hey, look, <clears throat> we're here, <clears throat> we've always been here, and deal with it. I get yeah. the I get the militant aspect of it. I mean, I, and, and the same thing with 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 brown or black people. You know, what are we waiting for? We're you know. You know, enough, enough, enough is enough, and I understand this, but, 
But you also have to realize that while change happens, it, it doesn't happen overnight. And and right. so I'm just wondering, that's my point. In 20 years, this movie may be you know, an iconic movie, but right now I'm just wondering with so much transition, so much divisiveness, if it just was the wrong time. It's not the wrong message. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they no, may have just miscalculated the time. They they think that we're farther down the road than maybe we are. And I don't know and, and I don't and I don't know how you I don't know how you predict when the right time is, but I think you can see when it when it's when it's not there. And I think that that's where this fell in. It will be interesting to see how, to your point, how this, how this, re, uh, you know, performs in, you know, on the streaming services. And as I said before, it, it will be interesting to see how it, um, how it becomes a perfect example of a movie that once again flopped at the box office was Christmas Story. Oh, yeah. I mean, that thing came out in 1984 in the summer. <laughs> that movie that was a Which summer wild when you think yeah about that was it, a like, summer movie why would they do that <laughs> christmas story was a summer movie <clears throat> completely flopped for 10 years and then tbs started showing it yes and that and and, and, you know, and that's how it became a hit and we can go back farther it's a wonderful life came out in 1945 or 46 it wasn't until 1984 when it was on PBS and Channel 11 here in Chicago that was played every year that all of a sudden people discovered it. You know, so it will be interesting to see this that, you know, like I said before, how this uh, this plays. Because just as you said, it sounds like it really is a good movie. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking forward to watching it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to yeah. stream it. You know, but... So I'm I'm just wondering now. I mean, do you think? I mean, I, I I really believe that there will come a time, and not too far future, where at like say you know, let's say the move, let's say five years from now, the movie business you know returns to some extent. People start going back to the movies on a regular basis, or I don't know, maybe they won't. I mean, who knows? Like you said, with the this is the question. Yeah, I mean, we don't know. But my point is, I I bet you if there if, if there are, if there still are thirty screen multiplexes anymore, because that might become an outdated idea, right? Right. But I wonder if there'll be a point where there will not be anything but fantasy and superhero movies at the that's because we're talking about that's what we're that's what those big screen and all the the you know the 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 sound effects and the audio the heightened audio are made for will there be a point where they won't even have a drama or a rom-com even play at theaters anymore well we've we've talked about this before i mean this is like not really that different than what the music industry went through in recent you know in the last kind of decade or so i mean you don't I mean, unless you're like a hipster and you're out there looking for vinyl. (laughs) When was the last time? You're a little different, though, because you're you collect you're a collector, too. But when was the last time you actually held? Oh, I know uh, some type of musical anything in your hand, a compact disc, a a cassette, an album. I mean, I don't have a record player. I'm not you know, so I I do get that. That's like a thing now, you know, but 
in yeah. general, it's like yeah, everything's digital. I haven't paid for a song in, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know how long. And so you can imagine what a huge transformation that whole industry has gone through because certainly artists are still getting paid somehow, some way, or else they wouldn't be able to do it anymore, you yeah. know? But, and then, you know, and they go on tour and I suppose that generates a lot of money. But, you know, I think the movie industry is grappling with a similar shift that they just need to get their heads around, like, how how do they match up with yeah what the current what the consumer is doing and how the consumer is actually consuming their product yeah i mean i i heard a, a crazy stat um there's a singer named uh, singer songwriter named charlie puth mm-hmm. you know who he is and yeah um, well his sister is an actress too oh is she oh i didn't know that I, be- I I believe that they're a brother and sister. She was in that movie, the one with the one that um, Olivia Wilde movie. That's getting oh no so no, much- I don't think that no because his name is P U T H. Or is unless she's oh spelled- I thought they were related. I don't. Um, I could be wrong. Yeah. Could this be a rare pop culture <laughs> moment? <laughs> uh oh, mistaken? I better. I'm going to hang up on you oh, right no. now. Okay, we well, it was fun to talk to you, Emily, and good luck in your life. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a wrap. On and that's company. a wrap. So much for pop culture club. No, but. Oh, um, cool. No, I don't think so. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't think. I think she spells oh, yeah, her name P U G H. Yeah, and he's P U T H. Mm-hmm. But anyway, cool. he was being interviewed, um, uh, and he said because they were talking about just to your point about how crazy the music industry is today. He mm-hmm. said, and he know. I'm sure he would know because he's you know in the midst of it. Because of the way music is is, you know, um, distributed today. You know, online, TikTok, whatever it is, whatever you can do. He said on a daily basis, there are 70,000 songs that are put out every day on the Internet. Really? From people doing it on TikTok. There's 70,000 songs a day. Now, to your point, 30 years ago, there were... You know, four or five major record companies and a few independent record companies. And on Tuesday, that's when the new albums came out. And yeah. just like on the the theaters, okay, they've you know, they've got their calendar and on, you know, October twelfth, these three movies will come out and no January seventeenth, and oh, we're gonna save this one for summer, June twenty twenty, you know what I mean? They've already Yeah. Those those kind of 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 ideas and perspectives might just be out. I mean, the the, the idea of an album, the idea of a of a of a twelve song. I mean, it used to be ten because that's all vinyl could hold. And then once you know CDs came along, and now there's no. I mean, now that you don't now the CD is out of uh, you know is is obsolete. Right. So the idea of an album of 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 seven. To your point about you know. Um, uh, attention spans. The, the the concept of even an album is 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 an outdated thing. I mean, now you just put songs out, right? Nobody's. I mean, we still maybe listen to albums, and the baby boomer generation are still tied to that format because that's what they that's what they think of. But the smart ones have broken that thinking, and they just will put out a song. The idea of waiting. You know, a two years to put out a song. You you you're off you're off the mindset in two years, right? 
And so, to your point, maybe movies just have to re, I mean, completely, not just rethink, but they maybe have to blow up the entire and start from scratch. Like, how do we release movies? What movies do we make? Where do they go? When do they, you know, I don't know, but this this clearly, aside as you're seeing, aside from, you know, the superhero movies that will draw in the 12-year-old boys and, sadly, the 50-year-old men. Right. <laughs> uh, um, there's, no, there's no formula anymore. But I do hope it doesn't mean fewer films being made. Oh, and, I know. And great stories going exactly. untold. Because I still have the attention span to watch a movie. And so yeah. I, I just hope that they continue you know oh definitely i mean i i i mean i love i mean i love movies but when i'm looking around and i'm seeing what's being made here i'm like there's nothing that's you know i mean there were some things where you know they they these movies were kind of almost life changing where you they gave you a a whole new perspective on you made you think on, about things you never thought of before and and i think we're missing that because the stories that we're telling, I mean, now are all wild fantasy. There's no reality being, you know what I mean? You can't, you couldn't have a play like Death of a Salesman today. You can't have Kramer versus Kramer. Exactly. I mean, that's a perfect example. Kramer versus Kramer. First of all, nobody even knows what you're talking about. They think you're talking about something <laughs> from Seinfeld. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know Kramer had a brother. You know, um, but there's a great example of a of a of a movie that really, uh, and that was 1979. I guarantee you, there's a, there's some people that either forgot about it or don't even know what you're talking about. Right. And that movie today is as relevant today as it was in 1979, because it talked about something real and something relatable that was human. We are the scary part is we are not telling human stories anymore. We're telling superhero stories anymore. That's all we tell. You know, and so here's this movie Bros that we talked about before that was trying to 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 not only um, you know, tell a realistic story but then also a realistic story about a lifestyle that many people might not even, you know, might not even understand or know about that will give you some insight. Like here's here you you may see us on TV or you may see us walking down the street, but here's what we do when we go home. Yeah, you know, and 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 I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what I don't know. I mean, once again, this, our whole society. The, the, we you know, you think of the '60s as being very, uh, you know, tumultuous, but I think this this era right now is 17 million times more. <laughs> Everything's being questioned. Aren't we so lucky? I guess I mean to your point. I'm joking. No, but I'm, I wish if we could go back to the 90s. I think I would. <laughs> Just because if it, it, it. Well, would you want to? I, I I I bet then, <laughs> like then, to my parents, it didn't seem like because they always talked about how the 50s were a simpler right. time. Yeah. that's how I feel about the 90s. Right, now, the 80s would, and the 90s. Would you want to be 23 years old right now? Uh, well, that's like, that's the thing. I would want to be 23-year-old me in 1998, <laughs> but I wouldn't want to be 23-year-old me in 2023. I know, and, and but the funny thing is, 
if you were 23 year 23 years old emily in 2022 you wouldn't be emily right you know what i mean you you couldn't yeah. be who you are exactly so that's the thing it's like i i'm i'm looking i've, I've got some friends who have you know you know uh, kids in their in their early 20s and i was like wow you know I'm hearing. I'm, they just, they just, you know, in, in in passing. Oh, they, you know, they did this, they did that, and I'm like, I don't even know how I would navigate it. But at the same time, if you were in that age, you would navigate it. But Jim, I think you just thought of the next great idea for a modern rom com. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Middle aged woman <laughs> brought back as her twenty year old oh! self in modern times. There you go. There you go. Now no one's gonna make the film. No, no one will we'll, we'll see, and that's the other idea. And that's and <laughs> I'm gonna write that. There's one an down. idea there, Jim. There you go. There's an idea. But you know what? The other side of the coin is I think one reason why Billy Eichner was so uh you know militantly upset is because now, if this, you know, it wasn't even just his film. I mean, certainly it was a personal, you know, film for him. He wrote it and starred in it, and he was trying to be historic and and trailblazing. I think that he and everybody around it felt like they were doing something that was going to be, you know, just groundbreaking film and historical, and that's the way they were selling it. And, it, and now it's proven, at least at this point, like we said, not to be the case. It could be in the long term. We'll see. But also in the short term, what it probably does, and that's probably too why is being him being an you know a, a, a gay activist. What major studio now is going to greenlight another gay film like that? You know what I mean? Right. Well, yeah, that's the yeah. Now they're going to say, "Look, well, I, I'd love to do this. It sounds great, but look what Bros did." Right. And that that is what will be because I think you're right. I think bros has potential to still be groundbreaking in the long term, but it will be highly disappointing if it means fewer stories like this are told rather than this being paving a, a path, you know, so. And, you know, the way Hollywood thinks they think in dollars and cents. So, I mean, and, and, and if somebody's on the fence. They can now use the bros, um, you know, box office failure as they're out. Hey, look, I'm not a homophobe, but you know, that even if even if this person was right, let's say this 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 studio head was a homophobe, right? He can get off the hook by saying, "Look, I I'm all for this, but look at what this movie did at the box office. I can't I can't give you forty million dollars for this." Yeah. So it gives now, it gives a homophobe or whatever you want to call somebody that doesn't want to get in, into, involved into that genre a convenient out. Whereas before, if that movie would have opened big, that they they don't have that now. Now what's now what's the argument? Now you right. now you're now you are a homophobe or you are racist because the the facts are that there is an audience but now they can point to say well there's no audience for this you may think it is but it's it's still fringe and whether it really is fringe or not i don't know if that's the case because as i said before in in general people aren't going to movies period yeah. so we'll see but um but i i was very impressed by you pulling out harry met sally out of nowhere nice job oh, okay. What? That's well, a- no, because it's an older film, you know. 
I mean, I would have thought. I would have thought you would have. I no, no. Well, it's 1989. My God, it's over 30 years you old. You thought I? You you would have thought I would have said clueless. Oh well, clueless is. I would have. Well, that's I, obviously on the. Yeah, I would have picked. Yeah, I would have. I would have pegged you for a, um, uh, you know, a, a runaway bride or my best friend's wedding, mm-hmm. or a clueless. Um, let's like see. I said, I'm really more of a how to lose a guy in ten days. Oh really? Now, yeah. How about a, how about Bridget Jones? No? I liked Bridget Jones, but I wasn't as into it as I didn't oh. think it was as phenomenal as everyone else. Oh, did. interesting! And oh. I like Renee Zellweger too. I I really do. But what about like four weddings and a funeral? Um, yeah, I wasn't really that into oh, that. Actually, like speaking of Renee Zellweger, I mean Jerry Maguire, which I wasn't that into at the time, but I have more appreciation for it now as I'm older. And then also, actually, one of the classics I can't even believe didn't come to mind. What? Say uh, another Cameron Crowe film. Wait, speaking of say anything. Right? Say anything. Now, you know what? Here's the other thing. Say anything was not a big hit when it came out. I, I will say I remember seeing that movie in the theater. But again, I, but I was also squarely in the demographic right. of like. I but that movie, every weekend. That movie was more was known more for its. Um, soundtrack soundtrack yeah because of in your eyes you know the peter gabriel yeah. song well that whole soundtrack is well yeah oh yeah i have classic. that soundtrack definitely but that but, movie you know the image of oh yeah Lloyd dobler right. standing in the rain with, with the, the boom box with the boom over box. his head yeah. is obviously now iconic it is but it, it's now iconic but right. it, it wasn't then that movie that, that's another movie that had a, that, that that found another life later and uh, i mean people don't even know that john mahoney was in that movie oh my gosh he was so good in that movie. yeah but you know i mean it wasn't like that made him a star right you know right and um you know and 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 ioni sky didn't become you know she didn't become molly ringwald after that right you know but now i mean to your point you the key that you just said you didn't say john kuzak Holding the boombox. You said the character's name. Yeah, Lloyd Dobler. Right. I mean, that's that when when you do that, that was a key. You don't even realize. I can hear you in your voice. You don't even under you don't even understand. I would not have said that. I would not I, I when I say that, I say, Oh, it's John Kuzak holding up the thing because I didn't see that movie when it first came out. And I listen, and, and I don't even know if I've ever seen the whole thing, to be honest with you, in, from beginning to end. Oh, come on. No, but my point is, you know that character's name. When I would when I would describe that scene of him outside of her room with the boombox, I, I always say, John Kuzak. You said the character. That's how in, invested you were in that film. Well, it's a great film. I understand, I, as far that. As I, it's a but classic. that's the difference. But by my point, you know, because we're 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 not we're not the same age. I'm probably what ten years older than you. But that's a yeah. major. But that's a major ten years too. You know. Yeah. 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 So, and there was things that that I mean, the the funny thing is that we share like in those ten years, we share the same um, recognition of things. You know, we were around. <clears throat> we were both around at the same time. Yeah, but your appreciation of things and my appreciation of things during that time are different. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, 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 I remember the film, but I didn't go see it. Right. You saw it. Because when I looked at it, I said, oh, that's just some, some you know, because at that time I was in my early 20s and I'm like, oh, that's just some, some corny, you know, you know, romantic movie, thing. Movie for teenagers. Yeah, exactly. And the same thing with Goonies and same thing with Weird Science and all the other stuff. You know what I mean? Because I'm looking at, well, when's the, when, oh, I'm looking at Woody Allen movies. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. Yeah. And just the opposite. You're like, oh, I'm Woody Allen. What the hell am I going to do with Woody Allen? You know, when I got Molly Ringwald here and John Cryer (laughs) (laughs) and and, and Andrew McCarthy. I mean, and Rob Lowe. I mean, what am I going to do with Woody Allen? You know, so, but they all came out at the same time. And yet we, you know, we had different reactions and different, um, and different appreciations for those things, even though we both knew they existed. Your view, I could, oh, that when you said what, what? See, once again, I can't remember his name now. What was his, what's his name? Lloyd Dobler. Yeah, see, <laughs> I just I say because I do reference that quite a bit because it is a great, it's an iconic image and it's a great moment. But I always say John John Cusack. I never say well, Lloyd. What? Lloyd Dobler. <laughs> So that's so that and that's a rom com, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say it's considered a rom com. Yeah, yeah, and, and 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 we one thing we forgot about the rom com too. We did say it to some extent, but it also it did have to have a great soundtrack. Well, like all Cameron Crowe films, though, no, but I mean every every rom com had to have. Yeah, they have to have. They had to have yeah. a really at least one hit song or, you know, some. They they and a lot of time what was interesting too is they would they would th- those rom coms were actually very influential in in bringing back songs from the past to a new generation. A lot of times they had older songs like in the nineties they would have songs from the sixties or the seventies that people never heard before. Well, you know what song uh, along those lines is on the Say Anything soundtrack? Ricky, don't lose that number. Is it really? Yeah, there's a great scene in the film when John Mahoney is actually driving his car, singing along to that song on the radio. Oh, how funny. See, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. And and that used to be a kind of a cool... I mean, think about... Now, how old were you? Well, this is probably... You still were aware. You were young. But you remember Big Chill, right? Like, vaguely, but that's a movie that I don't think... I remember my parents talking about Oh, that yeah. Oh, that was, that was I, right up their alley, right? I think I've seen like scenes from that movie but really? i don't think i see that movie straight through no i don't isn't that funny you've never seen wow so even that so oh okay interesting because that was about 83 or 84 so oh interesting because that movie is pretty much responsible for the entire um kind of resurgence of motown motown yeah was pretty much looked at as, you know, that was 20 years ago, back then. Right. And that soundtrack was about a bunch of ex-hippies that got together now in their 30s and, you know, late 30s, early 40s. And when they got together for this little retreat for a weekend, all they were playing was all their Motown songs. Yeah. And that soundtrack was more popular than the movie was. There was like Yeah, I do remember. I feel like There were two volumes. The, there were two volumes of that soundtrack. But was it the what 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 was the one that played in the trailer? Was it I heard it through the grapevine? Yeah, grapevine or uh you know uh, 
I, I know you want to leave, man. Fuse to oh, let right, you right, right. go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ain't too proud to beg. Ain't too proud to beg. That's right. Yeah, yeah. and they were all dancing to that. And uh, but that whole soundtrack, it has grapevine, it has everything on it. And then it was so popular that they even put a volume two of songs that I don't even know if they were in the movie, <laughs> but I just wanted to capitalize right, right. on the big Inspired chill. Inspired by the movie, exactly. The yeah, that's how big that was. So that's and and, and you can almost kind of. You could almost categorize that as a as a rom com too, in some in some aspects, because it did have a few of the you know, the formula of the rom com, but it wasn't an overtly comedy movie. Yeah. But uh but once again, it always I mean, Runaway Bride had 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 a couple of big hits on it, right? And didn't not I remember getting all those soundtracks. Yeah, Notting Hill. I don't remember run I don't remember if Runaway Bride yeah, did. but because um, their whole gimmick there was bringing Julia Roberts and Richard Gere back together, right? right? Yeah. In Runaway Bride, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But uh, certainly, Pretty Woman, you know, had a well. Bunch yeah, of songs I mean, that's a great. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of good songs on that. Well, I don't know if we. I think I. 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 I, I don't know if we changed anybody's views, or, or hopefully we we made people think. But it's it, it's it's an interesting um, phenomenon that here was this. It seemed like the rom-com would be a perennial that it was here to stay. And just like everything else um, in today's world, it is just, uh, you know, everything's up for grabs. I don't know. It's a, it's, it's, it's a weird time. And I, I just wonder when, when, you know, when, when is it going to be, when is it not going to be weird anymore? <laughs> oh, Jim. I mean, think about it. You, you got COVID this year. Yeah, you got you didn't get it when it was at its peak. You did not get it. Nope. You got it when supposedly, uh, according to President Biden, it's over. Right. <laughs> so how interesting is that? So, right. I mean, I mean, you know, darn well that we're going to still be talking about covid in twenty twenty three. And and on I I I'm sorry said, I just got a chill down my spine up my spine I don't know what the right phrase is <laughs> but I mean I don't know about you now you said you were recently um, you know in an airport I was too yeah um, I was still wearing my mask and I said three years ago that I'm going to keep wearing this mask in public when I go to the grocery store I still wear the mask I don't think there are. When I go to a grocery store, and I maybe one or two people, if that, because even the even the cashiers don't wear the masks anymore. Yeah, not a lot of people do. But I'm, I also live in Texas, so yeah. I but I still do, and I still think, and I said that I I may be wearing that mask for a good five years, if not longer, in public places. And I and I'm the first to admit that I used to laugh when I used to see Asian people wearing those masks. Well, but, you know, this is part of society. But it's now you understand why, because they they went through it. And there those SARS viruses are all over the place in China. Yeah. And we would go, What the hell is that? Give me a break. You're being so over dramatic. And now it's like I mean, when I go to the grocery store, I get out of the car and I put my mask on, I see people looking at me like what are you, weird? <laughs> I think they probably just assume you have COVID and you're like, oh, oh so well, is that I'm the not, assumption? The well, I mean, I guess 
that either that or, you know, yes, there are people who still, whether they have a compromised immune system or they live with someone who does and you're being and you want to make sure you're being cautious. But I think now because of the guidance where it's like, okay, yeah, I don't even know. Yeah. What is the guidance? Well, I don't know. I mean, the last time I, I kind of focused on it, it was sort of like, um, well, I mean, I had to because I had it. Right. So I right. had to know when I could reenter <laughs> right. society. It's like when if you are like a certain number of days in, I think it's five and they tell you when day zero is. Um, you can, you can come out of isolation, but you must wear a mask, which is the reason why I think if you get jump out of your car and put a mask on, some people might think, oh, that guy's got COVID, but he's got to go to the store. So, okay. So, so then in other words, if I, if I do get to be wrong, I mean, again, I live in a part of, I live in a part of the country where people haven't been wearing masks for a while. So, but I guess my question is then if I do feel ostracized by the community or the peer pressure because I, I won't take it off well i mean i'll be honest but can i just I say if someone like say someone confronted me no one's ever done that but no, if someone no, came but... up to me and said what the what the hell is that you know what do you take your well, mask off people shouldn't do that i mean after i know all, well, they shouldn't do a lot I mean, of things that shouldn't even be a question no but just... but but i could probably say well i have i just i have covid or i just got over covid and i don't want to give it to you right exactly well that's of course you could say that but even if i don't I personally don't think it's weird if I see people wearing masks. Um, yeah, and but I you're, feel like there you know, are a lot of people out there who are but like... But you're not a proud boy. I, oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> no. But hopefully you don't have too many proud boys at your, uh, at your local jewel. Well, you never know. You never know. That's true. You never do know. You know, proud boys got to eat too. I certainly hope not. Yeah, me too. But, uh, you know... <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, well, Emily, once again, it's always a pleasure, and um, uh, always a pleasure. Yes, and uh, I and I promise, and I once again, I've I've always, I mean, believe me, I I hope you don't feel, um, you know, ever since COVID happened, you know, at the beginning, it was a weird time. So, I mean, if you, I would love to talk to you more often. So. I'm not. This has not been anything. I've just felt like maybe you've been busy, or then the COVID hit, and it was just easier not to um, to do that. But if you'd like to be uh, to you know to 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 do this more often, uh, please just. I would love to. I'm always I'm always here for you, Jim. Okay, good. Well, that's good to know because please, I hope you don't feel like I just lost interest or I forgot about you because that's certainly not the case. But it was just earlier, you know, when when the COVID hit. It was a a weird time, and and and, you know, and so it was just kind of like, oh, you know. That type of thing, and then you fall into that trap. So uh, yeah. I certainly will. Um, and but I certainly, I mean, when I when I thought of this, I was like, my God, I got to call Emily. Well, so, of course. Um, but if you have, but but once again, please don't be afraid. If you have any um, topics that you think, you know, hey, did you think about this? You know, just send me, and, and we'll do it. You know, so so please, yeah. it, it, it it goes both ways, okay? Yeah, I, hey, I will take you up on that. Yeah, no, please do because I as as every time I talk to you, I remember how much I enjoy it. Oh, thanks, Jim. And I and believe me, I've had a lot of people send me emails saying, "Where's Emily?" So you should. <gasps> oh know. my gosh! Well, tell them I am alive and well. Yes. Yeah, so they're like, I love the podcast. No, but I no also... longer a super dodger, but alive. <laughs> <and well. laughs> no, a lot of people have said, "Oh, I, I, I'm enjoying the podcast," but you know, also enjoying Emily's on too. You so. said Emily's hiding in her closet under a blanket <laughs> with a mask on. <laughs> what 
do you mean? Where is that? Until <laughs> COVID is over. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, well, I'm. I think um, I'm going to take my COVID test to, right after I finish. Well, this. good luck with that. Oh, I. So now, what do I do? I look very forward to you denying your own COVID status <laughs> when the test comes back, obviously positive. And what did you say? So, so it's f- five days from day one. It's like because at this point, I can't even zero. tell when day one is. I don't know. Listen, I might I be a day twenty-eight. Is- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you listen. All you can do is take the test. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Take the test. If you get the little. Oh the my double gosh. strip. If you get the double strip, call oh, me. I'll I hate talk the double. You know what's so I'll funny? Talk you through your timeline. You know what's so scary was um, I took one probably. Well, I took one. Um, you know, maybe three or four weeks ago, when this person and the, these two people in the play, you know, came down with it, and to make sure that I didn't have it, which really would have been. I mean, because I I had the lead role in that. I don't know what would have happened if I would have had it. We they they, they probably would have to close the show. Because well, uh, if you're the lead, well, yeah, I mean, because I didn't have an understand. Thankfully, that the two roles that you know were small roles and they were able to find the director had to actually fill in uh, for one of the roles. But um, so that was the last one I took, and so it's been a while since I took a test because I was I wasn't feeling sick at all for a long time. And um, so you know you have to do like every test is different. You know, some you have to right. have six drops, <clears throat> the other one you do two drops. <clears throat> Listen to that voice. The other time you do three drops, and then you have to get it right in that little hole with the dropper, and they all have different droppers. You know, <laughs> the only, they, yeah. how come they can't be the same? You know, know. Why, why can't there just be a, a unit? You know, if that's fine, if everybody wants to make it, you know, you can make them with a different box. But why is why are they all different? The, you know, the, the tube is different. Yeah, just you know, make them all the same, then we don't have to read the directions. Yeah, anymore. oh, because those directions are ridiculous with all the pictures, yeah. and you're like, was it six drops? Is it three? So I didn't know if I, you know, it, I remember I, the first drop I, I did didn't actually hit the hole correctly. It hit the side, but it dripped in. So now I'm like, well, does that count? Oh, <laughs> you're a, like me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, now is that a drop? So oh I'm like, God. well, I don't think that's a full drop, you know. Yeah. So, now I, so now I give it another drop. So then, you give it another half drop. Yeah. So yeah, and then, <laughs> then try to do a half drop. Yeah. So then, you know, I don't know if you remember because the last time you took one, but what happened? At least the the test that I had, that little, you know, the little area that you read, and obviously mm-hmm. I never took a, preg- a pregnancy test, so I'm new at this. Yeah. But um, you know, and I don't know how those work, but. Um, with that COVID thing. So first this one, like the whole thing became pink. Oh like, yeah. Like, the, like, <laughs> like whatever that, you know, when you, when you closed it up, you know, yeah, the whole thing got wet. Okay. No, and I think that's supposed to happen. I know, but I didn't it's, know that. <clears throat> I didn't oh, know that. Okay. So I'm like, Oh, I put too much in. <laughs> oh, no. It's go. It's overflowing. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I'm like, oh, so now I'm like, I got to go get another one, right? Oh, no. So meanwhile, so now I go to get another one. And while I go and get the other one, I come back and then I notice it's it's white now. Oh. So I'm like, a good thing I didn't open the other one. Yeah. Because then it became once white. Once you open that, yeah. It's yeah. So then it was white and then the line came and it was fine. But at first I went, oh, I ruined it. You know, because, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> I just like. 
And I remember that that first time I was in such denial that I mean, there was this faint second line, you know, because when you take that test, you see that first line. Okay, here we go with the faintness. And then you're, but by my point is, you're praying that that second line doesn't show up. Yeah, I know. And then know? it does. I know. And and so when I saw this one, like I, I think I may have told you this even a couple, you know, like early in the year, I took a picture with the cell phone. Oh, geez. So and I could read, because I'm like, my yeah. eyes don't, I don't trust my eyes. Oh, God. Yeah. So I took a cell phone and then I blew it up. And I'm like, son of a B, it's faint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Although I must mm-hmm. say now, I'm now, you know, I had my cataract surgery. So now I have x-ray vision. I have the greatest vision. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I love my eyes now. But um but God, you know, I'm 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 just I'm afraid when that to watch it. Like did you did you watch it or did you walk away from it? Well, when I got sick, the first test that I took was negative. <gasps> really? I mean, it was, yeah, yeah. It was totally, it was like on a Monday night, I think. It was totally negative. And so I just thought, oh, I must have like a cold or right. something else. And then the next morning I woke up and I felt like 10 times worse. Oh, uh, okay. And I took another test. And it was like, I didn't even have time to put the timer on. It was like, <laughs> It was like, you know, in the second, second line, line. So like, it was like flashing, oh. it was like glowing. <laughs> That's the worst. Oh my god, it was like immediate. That's the worst. Yeah, like I said, mine yeah. was my so, lines were. I mean, it was like no question, and it was like there was no, there truly was not even like it immediately. The yeah. line immediately. See, because when I, because the other thing too is like when I saw that second very, it, oh, it was so faint. It was, it was the faintest of faint lines. I felt like maybe yeah. it was like a I line looked, is a line, but I this thought no. Like, see, because I thought I looked at the sun. No, and then looked down, and I thought I was seeing sunspots. I'm like, you know what, my eyes. You're a new kind of COVID denier. You don't deny that COVID is real. No, you just are in denial that you've had it. I don't want my. I don't want to think that my body is vulnerable. You know what? It's on. You're on the record now. You have. <laughs> you've had COVID. You can. This but is I have all COVID? these. I have all these. I have nine booster shots. It's, I have, and it's. It, I know. We all do. They gave me another card. I have two cards. <laughs> you have two cards. You ran out of room. You have like a passport book. I do. I have cards. stamps. You're, okay, but it's it says Walgreens, now, okay? Loyola. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm sorry to tell you this is part of your permanent record. <laughs> no, she really did me a she did give me a new card. I have another card. I have two cards now. I believe now. you. I yeah. believe you. I mean, hey. Oh, unbelievable. But anyway, yeah, because I mean, I, I mean, I, I, unless I just to your point, I, maybe I just have a bad flu. But what's the? I don't even know what flu is. Like, what is the flu? Well, there is a test that you can get that tells you if you have influenza A, influenza B. It's the oh, same really? deal. They swab your no- Yeah, you go. I mean, you can't buy it out over the counter you because I don't have a fever. I'm not nauseous. I'm not achy. Yeah, I'm just, usually, I'm just really congested. Well, you probably have a. You could just have a head cold. Yeah, I must have it just. But because I would say flu usually involves some fever, some achiness. But you know what's maybe, funny? Maybe it's like even some nausea. When I go out. I'm not congested. Maybe you're allergic to something in your house. I, you know Maybe what? 
You've developed an allergy to cashmere woods. <laughs> well, I, well, that, that, but that can't even be true because now I'm just using pumpkin spice. That's right. Oh, I forgot. I see you're on to the pumpkin yes. spice. Oh yeah, it's after October first. We're we're in full. We're, we're full in full full metal mode. jacket of pumpkin oh, spice. Oh my god, my. My, James, the other day, I was in the grocery store with him, and he grabbed this box of Twinkies off the shelf. Oh, they it's have that. Yes, because I think he's only ever had Twinkies <laughs> once because I went to an '80s themed like party, and uh-huh. they were giving out Twinkies, and I brought them home for the kids. And I was like, oh, my God, here's something from my childhood you've probably never had. So it's kind of weird that he even noticed this. We grabbed this box of Twinkies off the shelf, and he's like, Mom, we should get these and you know bring them home. And I looked at it, I go, James... Those are pumpkin spice Twinkies. Mm. Oh, we both were like, oh. But so now pumpkin spice has infiltrated oh, every part of our society such greatest. that it's in Twinkies now. Hostess cupcakes. Oh. Ho- I am so tempted. See, I, I don't know want to no, get the Twinkie. No, that sounds, that is not even tempting. No, because it's disgusting. got it's got the little white in the middle. Oh. Oh. No. Disgusting. Oh, oh, I just had the Oreos. Oh. No. The Milanos. There aren't really pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice Oreos. Definitely. They have the, they have the yellow, um, cookie and then they have the pumpkin spice in the middle. Go, you go to the store. Okay. Well, I'm diagnosing you right now because it's more and more clear. This is an allergy (laughs) to pumpkin spice. I bought, I bought the Pillsbury pumpkin cookie dough and I'm not even cooking it. Oh. Because <laughs> you says you can eat cold. Oh I'm having the, and the and they're already pre. Oh, also, I'm diagnosing you with salmonella because you probably have that. Too. No, they says you. They said this is you could eat it cold. It's not like that. They they want you to eat it. I'm actually they're, and they're and they're preformed like cookies, so it's not like in a tub. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm dunking that in milk. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I just bought Entenmann's Poppins. You're you're about to have a whole (laughs) bunch more medical problems (laughs) that you don't even know about yet. Swiss Miss. Oh, my God. (laughs) You're creating a pipeline of health (laughs) issues for yourself. (laughs) And you're worried about your little health. (laughs) I can't stop. I love pumpkin. You know, it's the worst thing, though. I'm, I'm, it's funny. I'm, I'm like, whatever I see, I buy, and then I, it, they're horrible. None of them have lived up to, and to be honest with you, none of them have lived up to my expectation. Of the course Oreos, not. They're disgusting. Yeah, the Oreos were not good. I was, I was very upset. We threw, we threw the, I, I had a couple, and they threw it out. He <laughs> threw the whole thing. Away. I threw the whole, yeah, because I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna, I'm not gonna eat stupid calories here. Right. And. um the Milanos were okay, but I wasn't crazy about them. Um, now we did make—I'm joking about—I no, I—I I mean, I—I did—I I did eat one of the raw, you know, because I do love dough. Oh God! But then we did cook them, and the, they were terrible. And I was like, "This is a pumpkin cookie. Why isn't this good?" But why you're and you're not so understand. actually we I, I I've ta- all I've done I've it's, it's as if I went to Mariano's and just had a little free samples. Yeah. I've, I've wasted a lot of money because I'm throwing everything out. Yeah, you need like a a 
a GoFundMe for your pumpkin spice <laughs> So I can, I'm going to start one. Because you can't taste it. You, know, you can't just taste one. You know, you got to buy the whole box. I'll be like, well, Elton Jim can't pay his bills because <laughs> he spent all his money on pumpkin spice. But I, there's some delight. things I haven't bought. Although uh, I must say the pumpkin swirl Thomas's bread isn't bad. Uh, <laughs> I swear to God, I, I when I every time I in the last two weeks, every time I go to the grocery store, I bring back. In fact, it was so obvious one week that the bagger goes, "Wow, you like pumpkin." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Because there was like three pump. Oh, like oh, I have to say the 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 my 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 one that this is true. The yo play. Pumpkin caramel yogurt is very good. Uh, that sounds totally disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> no, that one I don't is even good. think I can eat lunch now that you said that. <laughs> In fact, when I go to the grocery store, I take all of them. Like there's like like seven or eight in the in the little, you know, like in the cooler. Yeah. Take them all. If you if you wow. if you go to the store. And you want to get pumpkin, the store I go to, if you want to get pumpkin caramel, play. you better get there before me because it's gone. And, you, and you're an early bird, as I recall. <laughs> you like to get things done. Early, oh, yeah. So. Right. That's but no, so fun. that's about the only one that has been a constant. Um, uh, even like, you know, those, do you ever have those lar bars? No. Yeah, you never had a lar bar? I don't even know what that is. Oh, really? It's like it's like a, it's it's a, it's all made of natural um ingredients. It's okay. a lar bar. It's very you should try. It. That one was I don't was, like to eat bars. Is it like a protein kind of bar? Uh, well, I don't know if it's pro it's all natural. I don't like I don't to know. eat bars. I think oh, No, you don't eat kind like, bars? No, cuz those things are marketed as being good for you, but they're, but they're actually at the end of the day just yeah. junk. Oh, yeah, there's there so. yeah, there's there, there's chocolate all over them. Yeah, that, yeah it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't eat any bars? No. Not a Belvita? Um, I have had a Belvita, but only in dire circumstances. <laughs> if we're traveling and we've been rushing through airports and no one's been able to eat. Because I was disappointed and- in the pumpkin Bel- Belvita. Uh, I even got well, that. <laughs> are you seeing the trend here? None of these things are living up to your expectations. Well, I have to say the, the pumpkin, sp- the Glade pumpkin spice is good, but I don't eat that. I just smell that. Well, listen, I've told you this before. I'll say it again. I don't even go to the pumpkin patch, and I have small children, okay? But somehow I have managed to avoid the pumpkin patch several years in a row. There was a... Whoa. I'm sorry. What was that? Come on. What did I hit? What the hell is that? Um, I went online like in late um, September, you know, yeah. To see what would be out there. And there was a story about um, 32 new pumpkin things. So I wrote those all down. Oh, come on. And so I have been, I have, when I go to the store, I go, I have the list. And then I see <laughs> if I want to try any of them. Like, see, what I haven't tried is the pumpkin Cheerios because I'm not a big Cheerio fan. Okay. The fact that there are that many pumpkin. <laughs> I know. And there's probably more. Things just tells you that the, uh, I mean, you, this is just simple, like, 
is it statistics? Is it percentages? Whatever. I've never really been a math person, but you just have to know the vast majority of those are going to be terrible. Yeah, they, they're not going to be good. But why? Why aren't they good? Why can't they put well, the the thing that's missing is they're not really. I'm not getting that pumpkin, and I'm like, why? Why put extra? What, what do you wait? Why? Why is it? It's almost there. I like a good pump. You know, the funny thing is, I don't do pumpkin seeds. Well, but I, I love really... pumpkin pie. I love pumpkin pie. Uh, see nothing. Uh, see that's the problem. Nothing. I love you because know, pumpkin pie is very concentrated. You know, so that's and I'm not tasting anything that's close to the to the to the strength of the pumpkin taste. Like because the I think pie. they're just trying to give you the essence. Yeah, and I and that's you what, know what I mean. Yeah, I think I'm. I mean, I mean, I'm. I'm kind of done because I'm getting too burned here. Because and, and plus, you know, this stuff is all limited edition. So it's all very expensive. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, did you ever That's hear of, why I'm starting the GoFundMe for you. Yeah. Did you ever hear of Tate's? Tate's uh, yes, cookies? I do know what those are. Yeah. Okay. I never heard of Tate's, but I bought them because they have pumpkin. Yeah. People really love those cookies. Yeah. I, I guess they them. do because I brought them back and my wife goes, hey, where'd you get Tate's? I said, they got pumpkin. She's like, we well, you know they have other flavors. I never, I never saw these before. I just when I go now, my eyes because of my um, my cataract surgery, I am just focused on any kind of orange packaging. (laughs) 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 I mean, I should have like those sunglasses, like you know when like you know those those blue blockers. Mm -hmm. That's what I when I when when, like I have infrared glasses when I go to the store, but all I see is orange. Right, (laughs) and then I go right to that. So. You know the one I'm thinking. I'm. I wish they would make though. Pumpkin Nutella. Oh, Pumpkin what? Nutella. Oh my god! <laughs> that sounds repulsive. Oh, oh, would that be good? I would eat that with a spoon. Oh no! Oh no! I would eat it with a spoon. Nutella. If you're out there, once again, million dollar idea. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> anyway, well, I gotta go because now I, I'm gonna have to see what pumpkin stuff I have to eat. But well, um, good well thank you that. so much. Um, I'm glad you joined us. And um, if I don't talk to you before the holiday, have a great holiday. Hope you have pumpkin pie at your Thanksgiving table. It's we'll, we'll, it, we'll see. We'll see <laughs> or if not, I hope you have some pumpkin Oreos at least. Yeah. Or some pumpkin Milanos or some pumpkin Pepperidge Farms. I think we know you will. Or some, uh, let's see, what else did I get? Um, okay, pump, the pumpkin Swiss Miss I wasn't crazy about either. Oh, gee. <laughs> this gets worse and worse. <laughs> and there's some things I haven't gotten yet. There's still a few oh. things. Yeah, the Chibani, I wasn't crazy about the Chibani either. Chibani had, yeah. the, uh, had their yeah. yogurt. I no. wasn't crazy about it. Anyway, thank you so much, Emily. Uh, bros, uh, I, I, I will actually be interested, uh, if you do see bro, bros, uh, let me know mm-hmm. and tell me yeah, what you thought okay. about it. I'm gonna be, I will I'm, do. I'm going to do the same thing. Thank you so much, Emily Armanetti on Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. And so ends another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Every Monday, a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com. Or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast, we are there. And don't forget to tell your friends, tell your family, tell anybody who listens to a podcast that your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic, and it should be theirs too. Your loyalty and devotion is much appreciated. Hope you enjoyed episode number 335. 
I'm Jim Toronto. I'm here on business. I'm only here for fun. You've been listening to Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic from the end of the web to your screen.